This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on 3FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and have with me Heidi Gleeson from True Colours. Welcome today, Heidi. Hi, Holly. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you here um, and we're going to have a conversation about True Colours. We uh, are, yeah. I must admit I didn't realise how long you guys have been around. We were just talking off air about um, how long a fundraiser's been going. We're going to get to that. <laughs> um, but what we're going to do today is have a conversation about well, I suppose the amazing organisation you guys are, um, the incredible things that you do, how people might be able to access your services and yep. then perhaps some of the things you guys might need. Sounds great. Fantastic. Let's start first of all with a bit of an overview about what True Colours is. Sure. So True Colours is a children's health trust. We support children with serious health conditions and their families. Also increasingly we do a lot of work with bereaved parents who have either lost um, a baby late in their pregnancy or have lost a baby due to a medical poor medical diagnosis. Um, so they may have had to make the really hard choice to terminate a pregnancy, so we support them with that. Um, or um, again, too, if someone loses a baby, you know, early in their life. So, so um, our core criteria is around a child with a serious health condition, and then we wrap around that um, that whole family. Yeah. So we support parents and siblings, um, sometimes grandparents, and sort of their network, uh, going to schools and so on, and then yeah, bereaved parents. Yeah. So yeah, pretty um, pretty important work. And, oh, yeah. hugely important. Um, what do you mean by health condition? Like, what what might that constitute? So it doesn't just have to mean a terminal diagnosis, which yeah. um, which you know comes from cancer. So we definitely support those um, children and their whanau. But it could mean a diagnosis of cystic fibrosis or oh, cerebral yes. palsy or um, a diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, for example. So a chronic or a serious or a lifelong condition that they have to adjust to. So some of these children might have their condition from birth. Yeah. Um, some of the children who present with for example, type 1 diabetes might have that diagnosis sort of around 10 or 11 or 12 or whenever it may come. Um, and that brings different adjustments for those young people. Yeah. So, for example, if you are diagnosed with a health condition later on into your childhood, you know, you've had a normal childhood, as yes. it were, and now you've got to adjust to, um, yeah, needles and procedures and... Yeah, you know, just living differently, and that can create a lot of anxiety. Yeah, um, we see some of these young people that have may have sort of a bit of separation anxiety because they feel safe with mum and dad and at home, and but you know, integrating them back into school and you know, normal mm. stuff. Yeah, but you were, when you were saying that, I was thinking I can see that with diabetes, and I was thinking, oh, what about someone with like really chronic. Um, allergies like peanut allergies or egg allergies where yeah, you know sure. they could be quite um, well can be terminal yeah absolutely Is, would they qualify do they yeah well it, uh, it would be um, yeah a serious health condition so yeah. I guess um, sometimes that can be a bit tricky yeah I can imagine <laughs> yeah. but um, but you know if you're ever unsure but you feel like you would benefit from support 
you're absolutely more than um, welcome to get in touch with us. And if we can't provide what you need, we'll always find the person that yeah. can help you. So you'd be quite networked through this whole area in the in the community and health sector, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. well, we'd like to think so. <laughs> um, you know, there are definitely gaps in our system. And, you know, there's, yes. there's talk about this all the time, isn't it? So I guess we all have to, um, stick, to stick to our knitting as such, don't we? You know, there's yeah, lots of right. charities and, it's, and it you can't becomes do, hard. You can't be everything to everybody, can you? No, you can't. Um, but, you know, these, yeah, I think one of the um, other benefits of our service, though, is once you're on our books as it were you're there for as long as um, it's needed so we don't just have you know six sessions and then you're done Um, we have families that have been with us you know for for I don't know 10 years 18 years so we don't yeah just kind of you know say oh yeah Yeah. good luck yeah yeah. Yeah, so I think it's one of the things that makes me really proud to be um, working at True Colours is that that support is there for as long as family needs and and as their um, child changes or grows and sort of you know there are ebbs and flows of any Mm. medical condition and sometimes they could be quite stable um, when support is needed again, they can come back. So sometimes, yeah, yeah it, it just depends. And I think that's one of the things, yeah, as I say, it makes me really proud to be involved with True Colours is that we're there for as, as long as it's needed. So um, when you say as long as it's needed, though, it is a children's yeah, charitable through, trust. through childhood. So, yeah. so loosely up to 18, and I say loosely because we have had some um, young people that have been with us since, you know, they were we kids and we don't just kind of go well you're 18 (laughs) good luck with you Um, we would support them into a transition into adult services sometimes adult services start from 16 but um, you know obviously then we support them a little bit longer and then through yeah Yeah. through that because I think you know they've got a really solid relationship with our team and we wouldn't just um, wipe our hands of them and and, yeah and they build some really lovely relationships um, with their um, clinical team member and those yeah. are really important. We're going to come to the actual specific services you offer but um, yeah a couple of things before we do uh, curious about how many people you're working with. Uh, at the moment we have 238 active families on our books. Wow and is that from the Waikato region? Yes it is, yep. Greater Waikato region so we do the um, we would do essentially the DHB Region, so that's right down to Tomaranui, up to the Coromandel, yep. uh, the Bombay's. So, so it's a massive area, isn't it? It's a it? massive <laughs> area. Yeah, and to be fair, most of them are Hamilton-based um, and sort of that Greater Waikato yeah. area. Um, Is there like under because of course DHBs disappear with um, Health New Zealand and yeah, the Māori Health Authority coming in. So, does that impact? what you do, how you do it, how people might access your service or cost? Or? Uh, it won't. Um, so for us, we just continue doing what we do. For that um, area? Yeah, for yep. this area. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if there are any changes down the track, but essentially nothing changes. Yeah. So um, we get a lot of our referrals from the hospital. That won't change. I, I would imagine they'll still be referring into us. Um, and our service is a free service, so anyone can access our service and also, it doesn't have to be a referral from the hospital. Um, your GP may refer. We have a few schools that refer in, and you can do self-referrals. So, um, yeah, it's varied. Midwives, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it comes from oh. kind of all, all places. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then I, one of the other um, really good things about our service is that we, we don't have a waiting list. 
So we believe that when people get into contact with us, you know, they need you they now. They need us now. Yeah. yeah. So actually this year we just took on an extra two staff members to make sure that we can keep up with the demand and meet yeah. that, um, you know, that's a personal um requirement of ours you know internally so um yeah when people need the support most they get it and so what do you find like when people first come to you um i I can imagine at times they'd be quite distressed yeah usually when they are being referred it's a real sort of crisis point um so i don't know it it could be lots of things i guess you know so if someone has had a a cancer diagnosis and all of a sudden you know um mum and the and you know the child with cancer are up at starship and dad is left with the siblings and you know they've never been apart before there's lots of kind of issues that arise from that so so we might then support dad and the siblings that are left in hamilton and um and then you know starship are looking after yeah after them and then once they come back we um, can wrap around wrap around the whole family. Yeah. But so yeah. So you know, like times of crisis when yeah. you know, and it's all new, and a diagnosis is new and scary, or um, you know, a child all of a sudden is having to undergo some major surgery. Yeah. And that's pretty tough. So if if we've got time, and sometimes that turnaround is pretty quick, we'll do some, you know, surgery prep with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so it can be quite varied, our work. Yeah, we, actually, we, we will come to that. In fact, what I think we'll do is take a, a quick break. Yep. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk specifically about those wraparound services, exactly the kinds of services people can expect to access from you guys. Is Sounds that cool? good. Yeah, perfect. All right, and in the meantime, we're going to listen to a little bit of, and I put this on deliberately because I, I, <laughs> I was looking for the song True Colours, but it's oh, not yeah. there, which oh, would have been great. It? would have been great. <laughs> but we are going to listen to Future's So Bright, and I think that that's awesome. So very yeah, apt. Wonderful. I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher. He wears dark glasses. Things are going great.
A um, wonderfully optimistic song. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> and um, we're talking today to Heidi Gleason about True Colours and the the amazing work that's going on with children, particularly children with yep. health conditions or yep, serious right. health, health conditions. And um, what I think I love so much about what you do is it's not just about the child, it's that, that acknowledgement that a child is part of um, Fano. Yeah, for sure. And that just looking after a child isn't quite enough when when you're facing some of these really big things. Yeah, absolutely. So your services, can we sort of have a bit of a chat about the kinds of things um, people can expect um, that they can access through you? Okay, so we're um, essentially we're a counselling service. So for children, um, you know, it's not about sitting down on a couch and just having a chat with them. <laughs> um, so we've got uh, play therapy areas um, downstairs. We've got art room, an art therapy room and a music therapy room. Ah. So for children, it's all about finding what's going to you know really work for them yeah and um, what resonates with them and we've got some kids who just love the music room so yeah. Stephen does um, most of our music therapy and and what kind of music are they are they doing in there drums mostly oh, really yeah, yeah it's hilarious my office is just above the music room and sometimes I think how have they even they haven't even you know had time to get down there and they're on yeah. the drums and I can just hear them sort of muffled it always makes me smile because they yeah. have a great time um, we've got all sorts down and their ukuleles and guitars and yeah. yeah the kids love it and some of them find it a bit more comfortable I don't know singing about what's going on for them yeah um, and writing music and yeah. performing it um, which seems funny doesn't it than talking about it um, so yeah I, I think it's you know music's powerful isn't it as we all yeah. know and we've all got songs that um, you know take us back to different times or right. you know uh, how emotive they are and so for children if music's their thing they just love it and um, you know a couple of the therapists say you know like you watch them go in there and they just become this different person yeah you know like so they they might be really shy and quiet outside of that room um, and you know really struggle to chat about what's going on for them but you get them in there and they just yeah have a little spark in them which yeah. is really fantastic it is bringing some joy at the same time yeah for sure one thing that's really I mean I know nothing about the series so I <laughs> yeah. when I ask my next question it might sound very ignorant alright but my thinking was like art therapy sometimes is not just about um, drawing for the pleasure but that you can interpret what has been drawn yeah yeah absolutely and does, same with the play uh, as it, well so, and I was going to ask well does the music have that too it's like do you, can you interpret yeah well yeah I I, I'm not the music therapist <laughs> yeah. but yeah I think so and I think it's just about being comfortable and yeah. you know finding your happy place and for some people music's you know their happy place isn't yeah. it and um, you know actually I'm watching Stranger Things at the moment you know it's all about the music you know how cool is that <laughs> it's great <laughs> um, but you know so I, I was, we were chatting about it yesterday and just how you know it can be yeah, your safe escape. And so I think that's why the music therapy room is so popular. But there's only actually probably a handful of kids that really, really love it. And yeah. so for the others, um, it's the play therapy that really resonates with so, them. And so, so for is, them, the, or the art. What does play therapy look like? Uh, so it could be role modelling with um, costumes and, you know, medical, you know, toys that look like medical instruments, you know, oh, yeah. syringes and stuff. So it might be, um, you know, they might end up role modelling what they're seeing or experiencing or we yeah. might use those toys to 
to kind of prep them for what they're going to see when they're up in the hospital ward or, yeah. you know, so we've got like a little drip and little, you know, things like that that they might see on a ward. So some of them really like acting that out. Um, some of them, yeah, I, I, I mean, it varies for all of them. And, you know, going back a little bit to the art, so, yeah, it's definitely about interpreting what they're drawing, but it's also just sometimes when you're drawing and you're a little bit distracted so you can talk a bit more freely you know you yeah. might be looking down at your page drawing yeah so you're not making eye contact necessarily but yeah. you can have a free discussion kind of like those car chats isn't yes. it if you're a parent it's, and you're it sitting. can be yeah I've, I've heard particularly for men and it might and I think for many of us actually that face-to-face can sometimes feel a bit much or intimidating yeah. whereas shoulder to shoulder is, yes. is a little bit more relaxed yeah absolutely so, so I, that I makes sense I think yeah. it's the same same concept and um and I should acknowledge here that I'm not one of the clinical yeah. team <laughs> <laughs> so I would um hate to be putting you know they're all listening to me going oh what? Heidi that is not what we do <laughs> that's not how we do it or they could be going she's what a good idea we hadn't thought of that, that that's right <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah so we've got um also two a really cool sand um tray with and a room full of these tiny little toys you'll have to come and have a look oh, it's really absolutely. cool holly um although indigo our children's counselor sometimes she's like oh my gosh if i let them at all these toys because everything gets sanitized after <laughs> the children are in there it's a nightmare the cleaning um but again it's how they play with them and you know they might have had a sibling die and yeah you know yeah something gets buried under the sand it's all pretty you know sometimes it's complex but sometimes it just really makes sense doesn't it yeah. and they're just kind of working through and processing what they've seen and what they've just experienced at a really, you know, tough time. Yeah. And they just use play to kind of work through it. Um, And then you might just kind of, you know, pick threads out of what you've seen and you're obviously not going to go into all of it. But And and that's why they have, you know, repeat sessions and they can come back. Yeah. Um, But sometimes it's not always about being seen at True Colours House, which um, is just around the road here, actually, in Joffrey Street. Um, But um, sometimes we see them in their homes or at their school Mm. or up in the hospital ward. So just whatever's easiest for the family. That really is brilliant. Um, We've talked sort of a lot about some of the counselling that happens for the the children, mm. but it's whānau centred. Yep, absolutely. Um, do you do you bring the parents into the music room? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we do. Although I'd say that we do have this really comfortable armchair that sometimes a parent might sit in while a child's out in the playroom, having you know just has a bit of quiet time because it's quite a quiet room. Yeah, and um, so sometimes they might actually just use it for a bit of an escape. But I haven't heard a parent on the drums yet. But <laughs> yeah, probably you could do with a really good release yeah. on that. Yeah, but um, but so we do. We've got some really nice, comfortable spaces at True Colors, and you know one of the really cool things about um, about our house is it is a house, and yeah. it's um, there's no clinical procedures there. It's a really kind of warm and friendly house. It's an older home, mm. so it's um, unpretentious. People just love it. The kids think that we all live there. Yeah. They probably think <laughs> yeah. definitely that Indy lives there, you yeah. know. So, um, yeah, which is really hilarious um, that we're all just, like, hanging out in the yeah. lounge in the evening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So On your drum kit. Yeah, totally. Having, having heaps of fun all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what I really like, too. You know, they come in, um, they get offered a drink. So the children, too. Um, we've all got, always got something in the fridge that's suitable for them. Um, and we just make them feel you know welcome yeah. and you know that it's an extension of us and it's a really safe place for them so they're going to have no needles there's nothing bad's going to happen yeah it is all about 
them or it's all about the parents or the adults that are there um, and you know that it's going to be and it's also to their choice so we wouldn't ever force yeah. a child into a, a session and part of that is kind of them buying into it too yeah. isn't it you know because it's if all well and good for mum and dad to say oh you need yeah, to really think yeah. yeah but it's all about choice and that's when we're going to um you know see the most benefits well and actually it's, it's a really good point too because you know when when there's a horrific sort of health um emergency crisis no yeah. one has a choice in that eh? no no absolutely not so it is nice to have something come back where you get some control over it yeah for sure yep and they get to talk about it on their own terms yeah um and at their own pace and yeah process it how do you find you're able to accommodate um people of a variety of ethnic backgrounds as well yep absolutely yep and i think it's um it's really important isn't it we've got a more and more diverse culture here in hamilton yeah. Um, which is wonderful and I guess it's just about making everyone comfortable and yeah. for us and it's all still a learning curve isn't it um, you know we're really aware of being culturally appropriate for everyone yeah. and making everyone feel comfortable so it sounds like I mean quite an amazing service if, if someone had a child um, who does have a serious health condition and is interested in, in finding out if they'd qualify how would they get in touch with you? You can ring us um, at the office, and I was just thinking, oh my gosh, what's our phone number? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Who uses a phone? Um, so the phone <laughs> yeah. number is 8394800, or you can go to our website, which is truecolors.org.nz. Uh, that's got our contact details. It's also got a referral form on there, um, which you can download and email to me. Um, all the details are on it. And it also just mentions a little bit about our criteria. So if yeah. you're a little bit unsure you could head along to the website and see what we do see what the criteria is but also see a little bit about the team members um mm. see a little bit about our sponsors and funders because you know we're a 100 percent um community funded organization so we're really appreciative of all yeah. the support that we get um and so you've got some some pretty good um not sponsors. We're just talking about the fund uh, fundraisers. No, fun, oh, fund our patrons. Patrons. Oh, yes, yes yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're lucky enough to have Tim and Neil Finn, um, who you might recognise <laughs> from Crowded House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're our patrons, and um, they're just really wonderful. They've over the years put on um, some concerts for our families. They donate items for us to sell at our long lunch. Um, so we have Which, our major yeah. fundraiser of the year. So um, that's the Kieran Ladbrook. True Colours Long Lunch, which is on Melbourne Cup Day. Yes. So this year we're having our 16th one after obviously having to cancel, of course, last yes. year due to COVID. Um, so they sometimes too provide prizes uh, for us to auction there, which is oh, really brilliant. fantastic. Yeah, so it's really nice, I think, having someone like that you know that profile behind us that that believes in the vision yeah. like we do um and that continue to support Cynthia so Cynthia actually cared for their mother a long time ago and that's how the relationship started um and yeah so they've they've stayed supporting her like she supported them when they needed it I love the longevity of that relationship as well and yeah it's um, wonderful and I think it also speaks to kind of the integrity of well, everybody involved <laughs> yeah for sure and um so, I, you know, I need to mention Cynthia Ward. She, so she started True Colours in 2004. Yes. This is all her vision and due to her hard work. Do you know uh, why? Like what, what sparked this in her? So her background is, um, I think, so a nurse. She's a nurse specialist yes. by kind of trade, yeah. uh, if you like, and ended up through, um, you know, in the palli palliative 
part of nursing and then worked at hospice for a bit. She was um, helped set up Rainbow Place mm-hmm. um, and then just felt there was a need for a broader service so that it wasn't just about terminal children or children with a terminal illness, but with a, um, you know, with a, a lifelong condition. Yeah. And and her uh, driver was also the voice of the child. So ensuring that, you know, at a real crisis point, that a child isn't just talked over in a hospital bed and that they yeah. have some choice in their care or that they're just included. Yeah. You know, because you can imagine, and, and of course it's natural, isn't it? You know, you're a parent and a doctor and you're chatting over them and you're kind of making all these big calls for them. Yeah. But this is their life and it's just including them. So the voice of a child, the child is is really quite integral to um, to Cynthia's vision and, and why True Colours was set up. Yeah. Do you ever go into the hospital kind of in an advocacy sort of space? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you do? Yeah. 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 Plenty of that. And, um, and sometimes it is advocating a bit like for the child, like yeah, yeah hear me, and yes. yeah. So, um, so sometimes it it is about that, and I think that's actually really important. Yeah. Um, you know, because you're doing these really, you know, you're it's invasive procedures a lot of the time, and mm. you and it's just about the, you know, we can all get. Um, I don't know, impatient, I suppose, you know, and yeah. I don't know if you've got a child who hasn't um, done very well with blood tests is a really common one, isn't it? You know, and I think they yeah. get to a point actually where they're just really horrid. I've got a, she's 21 year old now, I, but I don't uh, like nightmare. having them. No, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and so sometimes, and you can understand why health professionals can get a bit impatient with kids, yeah. but actually sometimes you've got to take a step back, don't you? And uh, look at the kind of the holistic part of um, caring for the child, not just the condition that they're yeah. there to be treated for. So, um, so yeah, we do lots of advocacy work and, and also um, lots of advocacy work and also, uh, you know, between like joining different organisations oh, together yeah. in the sport because we recognise you know as awesome as, as True Colours is we're not the only yeah. person that's going to be involved in the care of a child or a family mm. um, so so we will help link services as well where necessary oh that's I mean it's just brilliant work eh yeah it's cool have I, you, I have love you it. been there for a while yeah, I've actually volunteered for them since 2010. Wow. Um, so I have a personal connection in that my um, my best friend's daughter had a brain tumour mm. and um, she passed away 14 years ago. So that wow. was my uh, entry, entry into or introduction to True Colours, um, which is sucky, isn't it? You know, it it's, is. Um, unfortunately, yeah. that you know, you hear of these organisations when you need them. Um, but I just thought that... Um, Cynthia and Stephen who were caring for Caitlin and her family were just incredible so Mm. anyway two years after she died I thought it was time to you know step up and volunteer so I've been um, on the Friends of True Colours which is a small but mighty fundraising committee (laughs) (laughs) so if you want to join a fundraising committee come knocking on my door um, and I started working for them last March full time. So oh, brilliant! Yeah, I I just love it. I feel like it's a, um, it's really nice going to work um, at a place where you've got real purpose. Yeah, I love supporting um, the team who do all the hard work with the kids and families to do their work. And sometimes it's pretty grueling. Yeah, you know. And I can see that sometimes they come out of a session and it's been hard. I, so you know, I get to support yeah. them and doing their fantastic work with the children and the families. Thank you so much. We've actually run out of time at our end. But that is um, amazing. And do jump online and check these guys out and get in touch if you feel it would help. Yep, wonderful. Thanks, Holly. That's us for another week. You've been listening to Connect with Community Wife. It's been 
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.